quiet on the set, everybody. Quiet on the set. Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Lead Live. I'm Louis Amistoy. I'm not the host today. We'll introduce that host in a minute. It's a great day. Thursday. I do want to say we have a little bit of breaking news. It's Red Flag Warning Day, which means it's dry and warm and possibly gusty winds. So don't burn anything. Don't play golf today. Don't do anything. Just set things on fire. All right, here we go. The lead live. That's not it. There it is. The lead live brought to you by Pint and Claw Brewing Company of Kerrville, Texas. Thank you to Jeremy for letting us set up here. Also, our good friends at Texas Hill Country Advisors, Andrew and Gilbert, with all your financial needs. And K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. Peterson Health. I was there last week. I was. I had a colonoscopy. And Abstract Title Company, Kirk County. So many more. Don't forget to subscribe to the lead. $5.99 a month. And now, your actual host, the once and always powerful, great, scratch golfer, Doyle Chairman. Here she is, Delane Singerman. No. And no. so I don't bother. I just kind of let it do what it's going to do. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We have some great guests that are going to talk about what happens in spring. We get to think about planting and plants. And <clears throat> we have two guests with us that are master gardeners, Jackie Connolly and Pam Umstead, who we'll introduce in just a minute, who will tell you what you should and shouldn't do and give you some great tips and talk about what it, what it is to be a master gardener. Uh, before we do, we have some announcements. As you know, we have the original... Kerrville Farmers Market tomorrow from 4 to 7 uh, on the grounds of the Shell Hayes House next to the library. You can park in the parking garage for free and just walk over. They have wonderful vendors there, and we're beginning to think we might actually see tomatoes and stuff. stuff. So don't forget. Delane, uh, it's going to be great weather. I got an important question for you. So as we progress here, right, with the development of the complex there, uh, is it going to be – the Shriner Shellhase Mansion at the Butt Holdsworth <laughs> Memorial Library, Heart know. of the Hills Heritage Center, and Kerr Regional History. I mean, there's like 17 that's names now. That's a really loaded question. I, I don't even know the first part of the answer or the right. second part of that answer. Right. I, I actually haven't had a chance to talk to Katie or Justin Graham to see where they will be during the construction of the uh, improvements to yeah. the grounds that will house the Heritage Museum. I'm the sorry. Heart of the Hills the Heritage, Hills Heritage, Heritage <laughs> Center. Uh, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, and Joe Herring, who was here recently, yes. has, uh, gosh, warehouses full of uh, memorabilia and history that we will all get to enjoy once it's open. So it's, it's going to be great for the, for the Kerrville citizens to see some of the things that took place years ago and even currently. I think, um, you know, the one thing that's cool about it is uh, um, you're going to have the new, the new statue from L.D. Oh, Brinkman's the facility. Yes. yes. Right. Cool. Yeah, I can't yes. wait to see that. Had, did you ever get a tour of that? The, the mansion? It was no. put on the market? No, I did not. Uh, I was it, not it's got, it had and has great art. Right. Uh, I got to see it one time, and it was wonderful. Yeah. So another announcement I want to make is if you have not had an opportunity to go to one of the presentations that are being put on by the committee, for the public safety complex, in case you have questions, this will be on the May election. It's a bond uh, that they're asking for votes yes or no on. And as usual, I mean, it's it's worth going to hear the presentation, and they have like five or six throughout the town. Next Tuesday at Comanche Trace at 5 o'clock in the Vista Room, it's free to the public. You don't have to live in Comanche Trace to go. That's one opportunity to go and listen to the presentation. The Kerrville Police will be there. The Fire Department. Fire chief will be there and others to answer any questions you have about what is this complex, why do we need it, and uh, how much will it cost, and all of those things that come with something like this complex. If you miss that one at, at Doyle on April 12th, 
we will also have uh, the committee come and give us a presentation on it as well. You know, so I'm taking the uh, I'm, ta I'm taking the uh, the police uh, academy training uh, for the Citizens Police Academy, and this came up yesterday or on Tuesday. What did I go on Tuesday? What day is today? It's Thursday, right? Thursday. Tuesday, uh, and people were asking about you know well, why is it this and why is it that, and uh, we tried our best to illustrate it the other day. Well, you know, it's it's kind of not something we do all the time. Yeah. So it's not like we can you know, go to the manual and say, what did we do when we needed this last time? This is kind of a unique situation, as a lot of times they are. Right. And I think it's important for people to be interested. Yeah. Have questions. Please bring them to the committee and let them answer your questions before May 7th right. or April 25th, which is when early voting starts, because it's your investment. It's It belongs to all of us citizens, and we're all going to be a part of paying for it. Um, in one way or the other. And I know that there are folks over 65 whose frozen taxes will not be affected by it, but I personally would like to have a box on my tax bill that says, would you like to make a donation to this cause? And yeah. we would check the box yes. Yeah. I, if, I, if I could vote for it today, I'd vote yes. But anyway, don't take my word for it. Please go and get educated because uh, that's the only way to go vote is to go informed. So. And let me tell you, I go to that police station every Tuesday night now from my class. Well, you what know, is this class you're doing? The, the Citizens, Citizens uh, Police Academy. Are you? Oh, Oh, okay. I'm in the class. And, uh, Jonathan Lamb. And yeah, 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 Jack Lamb and those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's a party. Um, and let me tell you, the men's bathroom is terrifying. <laughs> that's a good description. It's, there's like one urinal for like... <laughs> 75 cops. It's oh terrible. That's a real visual. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, thank you for that. So, but this is I'm what this, this is the facilities <laughs> that we uh, that we have we have placed our police in. I know. You know. And you um, know, I realize it, it's just kind of happened over the course of 20 something years. Yeah. But you know, so so that's got to stop. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've come to the point where we can't go another year or right. two, even though we're going to have to wait yep. for this to be built. Um Anyway, it's time. It's uh, it's important. Please take a take, take some advantage of it. Uh, we have so many different opportunities to go learn more about it. So I encourage you to do so. Another thing coming up is Doyle is having their first blues festival. There you are. You got it. Blues festival. Uh, we have a lot of great artists, and we also have sponsorship opportunities. It will be at Doyle. We're going to have food trucks. It's going to be June 19th from 4 to 8. And we have a great lineup of, of musicians who are going to come play. And so I strongly encourage you to learn more about it. If you'd like to be part of sponsoring something, we have many levels of opportunities. And it's just going to be a fun event for the Doyle Center and anyone who wants to come listen to some good music. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, um, I always like to showcase a wine on the show. And since temperatures are warming up, we're getting more into our light wines and not our heavy reds. So... I wanted to brag about uh, a vineyard that I particularly like in California called Iron Horse, and it's just out of Hillsburg. I've been a member, gosh, I don't know, 10, 12 years, and mainly because I like their sparkling wine, but they also make a really good Chardonnay. This is their Rude Clone Chardonnay, which is, this is a 2018, well, this is a 2019. But anyway, it's, it's you can find it online. I, I don't know if you can find it at Specs, but you can find it at... Um, Total Wine in San Antonio. A beautiful pre-pandemic vintage. Yes. And then we have a 2018 <laughs> Pinot Noir. Now, nice. this this vineyard's northern part of their vineyard is really what produces this really great Pinot Noir because you need, it's closer to the coast, and you need cooler temperatures in the morning for these to really blossom and be really, really good grapes. And it is. It's, it's, um, it's a nice wine, and it's a light red. So a Pinot Noir is a really great in the summer with a little shrimp on the barbecue or a, uh, a shrimp di dip of some kind so i oh i haven't had any breakfast yet well, thanks a lot for making me really hungry at this point well this i could really also good. talk about the fact that i'm on recipe number 60 of yeah you just did a whole potato thing yeah. and you didn't share them with these our our, our well, poor guests are starving maybe, maybe i can figure out a way to bring something on the next show we did a show in my kitchen actually once oh, that was fun. great we had it a was. great time uh, we need to do that again too so <laughs> So without further ado, let me just say we have some great 
ladies here who want to talk about why they're master gardeners, what is a master gardener, and some tips on what you learn when you're a master gardener. So we have Jackie Connolly. She has quite a list of accolades here. She's <laughs> she is a Texas ma master gardener since 2010, and she's been she's on the nationally recognized President's Volunteer Service Award. Uh, which anytime you have, and she has a pen to prove it, <laughs> which she's wearing, and I love it when, when people like to showcase what they've been doing. But anyway, she's been a, very involved in the Master Gardeners here locally. She was the secretary for two years, the treasurer for five years, uh, volunteer timekeeper since 2013. So welcome, Jackie. Hello. And then we have Pam Umstead, who is also a Texas Master Gardener since 2010. She was the volunteer of the year in 2017. She's the co-chair of the Glory Community Garden Project since 2013, which I'm very partial to myself since uh, right down the street is the, the Doyle Community Center. Uh, she is the chair of the UGRA Landscaping Project since 2017, nationally recognized President's Volunteer Service Awards as well. Um, and she has her, well, she doesn't. No, I didn't wear it. <laughs> We're going to have to get her fixed up with that on her little name tag. She has too. several. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. I have several, so but I didn't. You could do like wear. the Boy Scouts. You could do a host. I could, but no, thank you. <laughs> so, ladies, welcome to the show. And, Jackie, would you like to start? Just tell us um, what you'd like to tell us about Master Gardeners. Well, Master Gardeners um, love plants. And we love digging in the soil. Yeah. The first thing you learn at Master Gardeners, it's not dirt. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's soil, it's a living organism. It's got lots of living organisms in it. Mm -hmm. And I was corrected once by a Texas A&M guy that says, it's soil, Jackie. Dirt's what's under the bed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you have to remember it's it that way. It's not dirt. It's soil. <laughs> we moved here from Nevada um, 15 years ago, and we retired. And from Nevada to Texas, it's completely grow different growing mm -hmm. conditions. Uh, we had four inches of rain where we came from in Nevada, and very hot, and mm -hmm. couldn't everything would either dry up or, or um, mm -hmm. burn up. Burn up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we used to have market days down by the courthouse, and we always had a booth there. And one late, I was walking by one time, and this lady handed me an application. She says, "Why don't you're welcome to become a mm -hmm. Texas Master Gardener?" And I went, mm -hmm. "Well, what's that?" Mm -hmm. And so she started explaining that Texas Master Gardeners are um, uh, affiliated with the extension office, it's mm -hmm. Texas A&M, uh, AgriLife Extension Service, and we were formed um, way back, in, in the way, way back. Uh, I think I might have that information here, too. <laughs> well, our chapter was for, formed in 2002. Um, the AgriLife was 1914. 1914, yeah, yes, so mm -hmm. that's a long time. And they, they created AgriLife because um, early on in 1900s, people were moving out west, and they were not getting any education on what how to grow their plants. Mm -hmm. And 30% of everybody back then had to grow their plants. Right. Because there wasn't any HEBs on the corner. Right. <laughs> That's true. So um, they were formed, uh, they partnered up with the universities that had a horticultural program, and they trained volunteers to work with their agents answering horticulture questions. So that's what we do. Well, I had questions when I first moved here, too. I had uh, inherited a garden uh, and moved from Miami where everything grew. Mm -hmm. And you almost really wished to have moisture go away <laughs> in Florida, <laughs> whereas here it was pray for anything you can get that's wet. And I was going to try to grow organic squash because I had a really I had a 1,200-square-foot garden, and I had grown all this squash. And I thought, you know, uh, and I realized it, it takes like seven years for your soil to get rid of any chemicals it might have had because I didn't know how what had been put on it before when we moved here. So I gave that idea up. But I still like thinking I'm not spraying a lot of chemicals on mm -hmm. something I'm about to eat, even though you wash them. Right. right. So that was my experience when I went to the Agri uh, Life Extension to mm -hmm. learn more about it, and they were very helpful. Yes, we have. There's a whole wall of information, mm -hmm. um, uh, that free flyers that you can pick up on vegetable mm -hmm. gardening and yeah. tree care and oak wilt and and all kinds of stuff. And it sounds like you'll even uh, you know go out. This is you'll have the other speakers bureau to local organizations maintains a self-guided demonstration garden, which I've been into. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just find them very hands-on. If you needed more than just a brochure, they'd mm -hmm. be happy to accommodate you. So 
Yes, people call the office for, with horticultural questions because they're used to calling ex extension agents for, with questions. So the, uh, the office staff will take our, the messages and then master gardeners will uh, call them back and research what they're asking us and then we'll call them back with the answers. So there so you go. If you have any questions, get well, the extension office. Well, who doesn't have questions? And I'm sure you hear the question a lot about deer-resistant plants, which in a minute we'll showcase the plants that they've brought in. One of them in particular is supposed to be deer-resistant. Yeah, right. The Canyon Lake. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, we had deer-resistant um, uh, plants in our what, – what is the purple one? Not the purple one, but it's like uh, the one in the back. The one in the back. We had that. The salvia. Yeah, like a salvia. Black and, and salvia. And, and it was beautiful. And it's deer resistant, except that the deer are jerks, and they laid down on this thing <laughs> and took a little nap and crushed it because they're really they some, do that. They're that. Usually, yes. it's not in a flower bed. Yeah, maybe it isn't. A yeah, flower it's bed. either. It's, you know, it's amazing the deer how rude they are. What's up with that, we Delaine? We need to cohabitate. You need right. to learn to just get sorry. along. You know, I'm sorry. sorry. It's like bicycle lanes and everything else. You just have to yep. share the road, share the Share the, the deer. Land, I had 10 in my front yard the other day looking at me. Drive slow. Yes, right. <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah, that reminds me of a good friend of ours um, that's also a master gardener who lives in River Hill. And her yard backs up. She has a beautiful yard. It backs mm -hmm. up to the lake there on the golf mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And there's swans there. Mm -hmm. And they made the mistake, if you call it a mistake, of starting to feed the swans. Mm. And now the swans come and build their nests in her garden. Aww. What a mess. And she's not happy. Well, <laughs> yeah. And those swans, I think they might be expecting a herd. They, they have not had any baby swans for years. Right. So they make the nest, but they never, there's they no eggs. They don't, but there's some, some reason. So they, did, they had a vet come out to, and do something, and now they think they might have some on the way. Oh, I'll have oh. to tell her. She'll be thrilled. Yeah, she, I, it, yeah, I don't know. I just heard that. I'm not, I was just a rumor that I heard. So, Pam. Tell us about what you do and what's your part and role with the Master Gardeners here. Okay. Um, I joined Master Gardeners. I actually took the course in San Antonio the year before I moved up here. And uh, we had we had retired. We were living in a coach for five years. So I was kind of all over the place. Wow. Mm -hmm. But uh, I am a native Texan, but I learned to garden in Virginia. Okay. So very much like your experience, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I got here, all the stuff I had learned – you know, the design concepts follow, yeah. but the, the plants do not. Right. And so uh, I was really excited to, uh, to have some time, have some retirement time to really get Learn. into mm -hmm. a lot of these things that, that mm -hmm. uh, I'd not been able to do before. And I particularly like the projects. Um, the, for example, the Edgescape project mm -hmm. that we partnered up with UGRA was just fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to do the design. Now, we don't do an install. We don't plant plants. We don't buy plants. We don't do maintenance. We don't do any of that. Right. But we did um, work on the whole design concept, and that, that was one of the biggest things mm -hmm. that I participated in as far as the size and the mm -hmm. scope mm -hmm. of what we did. And I was over there just the other day doing a, uh, a tour, mm -hmm. and it's so amazing to be able to show in a little a three acre three quarter acre area to show so many mm -hmm. different concepts of stormwater retention mm -hmm. as well as the plants you know where, that are there I, I think that's something everyone should go look at where is that Definitely. at tell us where it's at UGRA is on Lehman Drive okay um it's on the curve there mm -hmm. on the corner so you kind of can't miss it right. you know either direction you're going you'll right. you'll definitely see it big, I was very impressed big with signs it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I came to the opening uh, when you finished, when it was finished, and I was very impressed. And I thought this would be, I mean, it's a visual educating tool. It is. To someone who's trying to decide, uh, especially new homeowners who just finished construction. I wish we had done that before we finished our landscaping at the home we're in now. Because we didn't do enough of um, native plants. We didn't do enough planning uh, for the right kind of plant and look. And now we're kind of paying, literally paying the price. Paying, yes. So, you know, before you do that is better than after. And, and, and so if you're in the process, if you're listening and you're in the process of deciding what you want to, how you want to landscape, I would say this is a great place to start to learn what, what's practical and what will also help you decide what you can afford uh, and maybe not have to replace uh, all those plants. One of my stories is when we moved to, we lived on Wharton Road, and we had a great house there. 
an existing house and I didn't know anything. I was going to plant pansies. And so I went and I bought like <laughs> three flats of pansies, <laughs> put them on the front porch. I think I had planted one and thought, I'm going to finish this in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one little flower left in it the next morning from yeah. some visiting deer. And I remember thinking, okay, well, they weren't kidding about this. This is like That's dessert right. pansy. So. Yeah, oh, that was a buffet. Yeah, it was. Served them. And, Ooh. you know, it's just a learning experience. <laughs> there was that, well, I walked I said, I thought, well, who took these? Who could come into our yard and take? And it wasn't, it was a deer. <laughs> so I was reading about... Um, all the things that y'all have going on, and I know in, do you have a registered monarch way station at the AgriLife Extension? Yes, we do. Garden. Mm -hmm. Tell yes. us about that, because Comanche Trace is building one, a new one, in the front of our entrance. Well, with, with it's a, money. Uh, there are certain qualifications that you need to meet there. Uh, UGRA carries that qualification as well, as does Glory Garden. And there's just a certain amount of plants that you need to have in there that are monarch friendly. And uh, there's also a wild uh, wildlife designation that you okay. can receive. Same kind of thing, but it's dealing more with just general wildlife than just monarchs. Um, there's a specific list of plants and you need to have a certain number of them installed so to qualify. Little, will the monarchs flock to it? I mean, just having the plants in it will create this just huge flood well as they monarchs. do their migration we're mm -hmm. right on the migration track so okay. they're already coming through here okay and they're just looking for these particular plants so okay. you know as they fly through you know if you've got a if you've got a good number the of them there they will hang there and will. lay their eggs okay. okay and then they'll hatch and okay. you know last summer i actually got into um <clears throat> harvesting the eggs and hatching them because I had some red wasps that had been coming and into my garden oh. and eating the little yeah. tiny larvae, mm -hmm. and it was making me really mad. <laughs> <laughs> but red wasps have a place somewhere in the tree. Sure, they do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But not in but not not, not these, my not no not larva. my butterflies. No. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't read signs. I've noticed they don't. They, they don't pay attention to <laughs> no. They red don't. Wasps are not but that was a really that was a really fun experience. That's but we need we need to have the um, the plants out there so just to sustain them as they go north and go south. Good. Well, maybe we'll get lucky. We'll have a real good, successful um, pattern of a lot of monarchs. And coming. individual homeowners can mm -hmm. get that designation as okay. well. It doesn't have to be a public garden. Okay. When I was in. Florida, a friend of mine was raising monarchs for weddings and funerals and all kinds of celebratory, sometimes graduations and things. So I learned a lot about the chrysalis that you, yeah. she would have them in little cups and we might have a thousand cups <laughs> sitting around. So it was pretty cool um, yeah. learning about their, um, how they, the time period it takes to grow and what they like. and. Um, I, so I have a lot of milkweed in my yard I, and other things that they like to, to they're attracted to so well that's great so I think um, I'm gonna visit that garden again it's been a while since I've been there um, so the zero scape I, I was talking we were talking earlier about what to do at the Doyle Center since we, we really do need to refurbish our landscaping and I was not aware that there's a service that the master gardeners will do which is really just to give you some creative ideas that we would do the installation we would pay for the plants but I'm excited to try that of course and we also said we probably need to start with water catchment first you know have that in mind at least right. first because we do not have a sprinkler system at Doyle and there's a lot of people don't and we kind of depend upon mother nature which is not cooperative at times <laughs> so and those water catchments are great you'd be surprised um, how much water you can retain from your roof line it's amazing so, you know, Tara Bushnell was on recently, and she really did a good job of explaining all that. It was very impressive. So Doyle's going to do this when we can. Um, we have a gentleman from Master Gardeners who's going to come take a look at uh, our current situation at Doyle and just kind of maybe give us some tips on especially sunlight and shadowing and things that we might need to know about before we buy the plants. So mm -hmm. just a little something they also provide. Okay, so I, you were... In your description here, we were talking about your capacity for 1,500 to 1,800 plants in your greenhouse, and this is at the extension, extension correct? Extension office at Kerr County. Mm -hmm. 
So tell us about your sale that's coming up because that's kind of like uh, a plant enthusiast garage sale of <laughs> it all is. garage sales, <laughs> it is. which it's not a garage sale, but still it's a sale. Well, this is our, uh, we have an annual plant sale and we call it uh, Blooms and Barrels. Blooms, of course, is for the blooms on the plants and barrels. We sell 55-gallon rain barrels. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're a Kerr County resident, you, you get a certificate or a receipt, and you can take it into UGRA and get 25 or 20, 50% back of your of okay. your. Um, and that's price. a pretty decent size for it, most homeowners. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you're yeah. just looking to keep a Put garden. Put it under one mm -hmm. um, gutter. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have, uh, we start in January. Our team goes into like Peterson Nursery and, and buys the, the little tiny plants. And then we bring them back and we, we love them to death. We <laughs> Not we, death, oh, we, no, but we yeah, love, them love them to life. life. <laughs> <laughs> we put them in, uh, we bump them up to another gallon po a pot or a two gallon, depending on what size they're going to grow to. And we put new soil in there and new pots. And then we put them in the greenhouse, and we water them, and we fertilize them for until April, until we get it. So this right now, I believe we have just over 1,700 plants. Wow. Yeah. So I, I know this is a popular event. It really was last year, particularly because no one had plants. Yeah. So it was a real draw, but it still is a draw, uh -huh. uh, even though it was a new year. So it opens at? It opens at 9 a.m., uh, the lines form at whenever. <laughs> <laughs> early, early, <laughs> early. Uh, we ask um, people if they, we invite people if they'd <coughs> like to to bring their own wagons. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some wagons there, but um, mm -hmm. when you have like 200 people coming through, we don't have 200 wagons right. to, to, to them. It's at the ag center. It's set right? up at the ag, at mm -hmm. the uh, in the show, uh, ag show, the show barn. In I the back part. In maybe? the back part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And the uh, tables are spaced out. Um, with uh, enough to, so you can walk through it with and bring <coughs> your wagon. And um, we have uh, each variety of plants uh, uh, on, a, on one table. Mm -hmm. And we have a plant locator available. We'll be passing oh. out before um, the uh, event as we okay. walk down okay. the line that's forming. So you forming. know if you're looking for a particular, particular mm -hmm. So you know like what you're looking for, or where to go. And you have yes. bronze this year? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> and uh, it tells you what table they're on. So okay. if you, you, in the, you know, they're A, a through mm -hmm. 20. And so you can run in there and grab, grab your own plant before they're all gone. Okay. <laughs> it's usually over probably by 10. Well, well last I mean, year was phenomenal. We yeah. got jammed, man. Last yeah. year was crazy. <laughs> well, so this year, you know, checkout was a little hard because we had yeah. like 400 people come in all at once. And then yeah. we had 400 people that wanted to check, check out, out all at once. once. Yeah. But this year, I think we're prepared for that. Well, good. So, so. Well, why don't we talk about some of those plants? I don't know if Lewis can mm -hmm. scan yeah, hold on. to the plants. And is um, you would one of you like to talk about it. I mean, I can. I have the information here, but y'all are the ones that know most about it. So you have a geranium in front. I recognize that. And you know about those. I do. <laughs> I, I actually ended up with about 25 of them last year. Yes, you did. And I still have probably about 10 left. I don't know. Some I gave to friends, and some I uh, it didn't make it. But I've really nursed, nursed them over this winter. You did they, good. I tried. And they're so beautiful. I had a couple that were that vibrant pink. Just mm -hmm. I forgot the name of that she called it, but it, it's just beautiful. So a strawberry those. sizzler. Oh, was that what it was mm -hmm. called? That's probably what it was. So yeah. the geraniums are beautiful, and then we have this. This is our Mexican honeysuckle. It's in here. So Hummers here. love that one. So it can tolerate most soils with proper drainage and may freeze back in the winter, but it's generally root hardy and it, you can cut it back and it, it springs right back in the spring. Mm -hmm. so, so that's the Mexican honeysuckle and the sunflower. Is that verbena? That's the verbena. verbena. The moss verbena. Okay. And that one. Sorry, are we causing you all kind of no. challenges over there? <laughs> so that one is, has a purple flower. It's very pretty. And uh, it, it's a sprawling kind of a shrub, I guess, or plant. It does usually freeze to the ground in the winter, but you can shear it back and it comes back in the spring and it self-seeds. Anyway, it's a beautiful purple flower. 
each plant that you're describing, if you pick that up, if you want to buy it, you will get one of these information sheets to go home with you. Good. So, Good. And so this one here is our pink guara. 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 Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Aura? Okay. And it is... I prefer sandy soil, and it must have good drainage. It's also, you cut back in late spring and you add a thick layer of mulch in winter. And it says feeding is not necessary as they grow in even poor soil. So that would be the thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's a good one for around here. Yeah, and look at that beautiful pink flower on there. That's beautiful. That flowers for a long time, too. Does it has it? a very long blooming season. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the one deer-resistant plant. Whoops. It's okay. Did you want to say something? No, okay. I was trying to get it for you. Oh, did you okay. smell it? Well, sh I can smell it when she brought <laughs> it in. That's probably it why it's deer resistant. It has a yeah. perfume about it that uh, yeah. deer don't like. So right. if you're looking for something that's deer resistant for the most part, you always have to use that disclaimer. It's the Mexican, I'm sorry, Canyon Copper Canyon, Canyon Daisy. Daisy. Copper Canyon Daisy. And it does have a beautiful yellow flower on it that's just gorgeous. And uh, many of these would fill in any gaps in any of your flower beds. And what other flower, what other plants will you have at the well, sale? We have native and adaptive plants here um, that will grow very well here, and most of them are in our demonstration garden. Okay. Uh, so if you want to do some research uh, before, we have our plant list on our website, and it's uh, hillcountrymastergardeners.org. It's okay. kind of easy to remember, mm -hmm. and it's right on the front page. So you'll see the, f the you'll come up with the flyer on our event. And then you'll come down to the, the uh, plants plant list. And if you really want to do some um, planning, planning, <laughs> um, you can pick up one of these um, native and landscape plant books. Oh. Um, Trina has them over at um, the at plant, plant house. house mm -hmm. And they're at Riverside Nature Center. And you can go to, into the Kerr County office and pick one up. Um, or it's also online if you want to, you know, okay. download it onto right. it's a PDF. It's probably form. a good idea to be prepared when you go to the oh, sale, yeah. especially. And, and look at all the pretty pictures <coughs> you get. And then mm -hmm. over on the side, it tells you all the just about everything that's on our information okay. sheet too. What's your favorite plant? Um, I like geraniums. Yeah. <laughs> cardinal <laughs> red. Non-native. <laughs> it's non-native, but I, you know, I have a, a wall around my my yard, so I'm yeah. not worried about the the deer coming in. Pam, what's your favorite plant or Gosh, favorite plants? I don't, yeah, I don't know that I really have a favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I, I particularly like to watch honeysuckle around here, the coral honeysuckle. Mm -hmm. Mine is already blooming. It's already greening up, greening up and blooming, and it will bloom, you know, all the way through the summer. Wow. And until we get a frost. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it'll bloom midwinter if we have a mild mm -hmm. spell. The hummingbirds mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. And you can put it just about anywhere but does you know. it need a trellis of yes a well it needs a trellis something. or a wall or mm -hmm. something or a gate or uh, something. a tree a dead right. tree anything right, right. <laughs> i want one and anything. i don't have one and i i've been noticing oh gosh when they're blooming they're beautiful yeah it's just a massive it's just orange. amazing to see it blooming mm -hmm. already while you know most other things have not even come up yet right so and of course the blue bonnets the wildflowers yeah. i just love and yeah. i've got a a rocky <laughs> hill behind my house and I've just seeded that with a lot of um, wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun to watch. Every year, it's, it's a different mix. And it depends on the rain, mm -hmm. the sun, the seasons, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, some years you'll have more of one thing and less mm -hmm. of another, and then it'll flip around, right. you know. But it's just so beautiful and totally carefree. Right. I mean, just completely carefree. Right. Well, I, ha I have a spot where I, I planted some sunflowers a long time ago, and so they seed. Mm -hmm. So every year I get this huge, and it gets bigger every year. Yeah. The one thing I did have I, don't, I didn't get last year was poppy. I used to have a lot of poppies, and I don't know what happened to them. Like, you know, I noticed that in my wildflower um, mm -hmm. area last year. The mm -hmm. year before, I had more poppies than I'd ever had. The, yeah. And then last year, I did not. Now, we'll see what happens this year. Right. But with the wildflowers that they depend on the rain in the fall not okay. so much the spring but the fall okay. and so see them through the but some mm -hmm. of them like more water than others so we right. had such a good 
fall rain the year before and such a big bloom of wildflowers last spring, mm-hmm. it may be the poppies. It was a little mm-hmm. bit too much mm-hmm. water for the poppies. They didn't well, like I'm that quite so well. I'm glad you also had the same experience because uh-huh. I thought well, must have, I must have done something to um, cause them to go no, away. No, but those wildflower seeds will stay in the ground for years. Okay. They don't, you know, unlike some other seeds, they mm-hmm. don't all have to come up. Okay. the same year well, that's encouraging. and God made them that way you oh, know so that good. so that if a bad season came along you wouldn't completely you lose, lose it. them yeah right. well that's good to know so if I was a new gardener and even maybe even new to Texas maybe new to Kerrville where would I start should I go to the Ag Extension first and load up on some information should I contact one of you guys or what's what's a recommendation if you would give okay so you're a brand new gardener one of the things that we do some and we don't i don't know how many of us are willing to do it i love to do it (laughs) is do home visits um i'll go visit somebody one time Mm -hmm. and they're either building Mm -hmm. a house or they just bought a house Mm -hmm. sometimes they just bought a house and they don't even know what that stuff is that's in their yard (laughs) which is really kind of fun sometimes we don't either (laughs) (laughs) we usually can figure it out we might not know it right on the spot but that's that's what we do uh-huh. and okay. so we'll start out um, we'll set up an appointment start out with this plant book which you know is like mm-hmm. the basic basic mm-hmm. that tells you just about everything mm-hmm. and give them some ideas I was at a place um, a year or two ago and they were having a problem they had just built a house and it, like a lot of people around here they were on a hillside and they were worried about their their gravel driveway was washing and you know all this kind of stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted some suggestions. And I was talking with them about some of the techniques we used at UGRA and the terracing and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But what they hadn't realized, but with a, you know different eyes, I could see it right away. Their biggest problem was there was a hill above them, and that's where all the water was coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just what was landing right there. Right. And so... I was able to tell them that you got to deal with that hill first, mm-hmm. you know, and get that, that stabilized right. and redirect that water mm-hmm. and put in a nice little dry creek, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You can turn it into a landscape mm-hmm. feature mm-hmm. Uh, if you understand where the mm-hmm. water's coming from and where mm-hmm. you'd like it to go. Mm-hmm. So it's not only good um, stormwater retention, good mm-hmm. for the plants, good for the earth, it's mm-hmm. practical right. for your home. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we had that problem, and we didn't even know it until after we'd moved into our new home. We had standing water in a certain area that um, we wanted to use for the rest of the yard. So we actually had someone come in and, and build a dry creek right. to direct it, mainly because we didn't want it standing there yes. and killing the grass that we have. Uh, but so sometimes you, you can't expect it until you get in. That's right. It's hard to anticipate. But so... That's good to know. So you could call you, and you would mind, you wouldn't mind making a home right. visit because you sometimes right. need to see what yeah. they're talking about. The other thing you can do, like with your your standing water problem, is um, very popular now. It's putting in rain gardens, and there are a limited number of plants, and you can see several rain gardens at UGRA. Okay, there are a limited number of plants that can exist in very extreme conditions, either super wet or super dry. So you take this area where um, it's either a mud puddle or it Mm -hmm. disappears Mm -hmm. and use those particular plants and you've got a beautiful garden and no maintenance basically because they're just, they're just geared to that. That's good to know. But there's only a few plants that will tolerate those kind of conditions. So you have to be sure that's what you plant in there. So let's talk about grass. You know, it it requires, there's there's a couple of varieties and it used to be real popular in the 60s and 70s and 80s. You know, when I grew up, we had a yard we went out and played in, and we had Augustine grass that was just nice and soft and cushy. Uh, that was in Houston, which is where I grew up. So you, the humidity level there is always high. Um, tell it, do you promote grass? Do you have a certain grass you like? Do you not promote grass because of the water that it requires? And, and do you just try to com- combine little grass? What we usually rock? recommend is if you want some grass, a smaller amount of grass is fine. You, mm-hmm. This is not Houston. Right. And that's what happens here. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of people that live here from Houston, and they come here and they want their big grass yard. Grass yard. And we just don't have the water to support that. Right. We simply don't. No. And so 
that was the problem, another one of the problems at UGRA. They couldn't pay the water bill in the summer to keep the, the grass alive that was there. So what we recommend and what we demonstrated there, there are four different plots, different types of grass that do well here. Okay. And they're labeled, okay. so you can see what they are, and you can see what they look like, and What's you can watch them, them through the seasons. a couple of them? Uh, I know we have, I, I don't remember what it's called, though. The grass that grows good here. I have no grass <clears throat> at all, except for a little teeny plot. Well, now, buffalo yeah. and the buffalo mix mm -hmm. um, is a very good grass mm -hmm. if you're not going to walk on it a lot. Okay. There's, there are several mixes that have the buffalo in it, and, you know, it, it's hard to destroy that unless mm -hmm. it has a lot of traffic on it. Okay. So, I wish I could remember what we got. Um, Bermuda grass does well here. I have Bermuda. Yeah, I, but they we have don't have Bermuda, rising. but I wish we did because it does well here. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one that's opposite of Bermuda. Soysia? Yes, that's it. Uh -huh. uh, that's what we have. And it, it is nice and pretty to look at. Well, it says it's low water maintenance. It likes full sun or partial sun. Mm -hmm. And it tolerates some foot traffic. Mm -hmm. That's so. what we have. But, <coughs> it's it. I mean, if we don't water it, it's as brown as this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the thing about water, I'd say we, it needs more water, which, like I said, I wish we, we may take some of that up and do rockscape too because we have an acre that we're on. We have 16 sprinkler zones. She I'm has an estate. No, I don't. <laughs> I just have a big yard. We, we've always lived, uh, even in Florida, um, on kind of a ranch, a gated ranch, so we've never lived in a community or a subdivision. So when we moved here, we wanted someplace that was um, spacious, right? So we didn't feel like we were right next door to someone, right? Which is why we ended up on this lot, which is a really good deal when we bought it. And we thought that's great, but I just wish we'd planned better for the landscaping part because I don't like using a lot of water. It just—it's like throwing something away. I just well, you can reduce that, reduce that area. Maybe you should come out and look at it. Oh, you you'd go. like a home visit? I would okay. Like a home visit. <laughs> And but can, but you make sure that she cooks for you though. For yeah, 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 that would be a good deal. Yeah. We <laughs> should have had it out there today. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, walked around. Yeah, so exactly. I'll, I'll definitely get in touch with you. Yeah, we can we can video that. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have a lot to tell yeah. me. I'm afraid. <laughs> One thing that master gardeners do is we have to do volunteer hours to, to I was to certified about that mm -hmm. to certify each year. So as a certified master gardener, you have to do 25 volunteer hours, and if she spends two hours with you, she's got her two hours done. Well, yeah. then I'll help you out. You <laughs> yeah, help <me> exactly. <laughs> now, I love doing that. Okay. I love doing that. All right. That. Well, I'll give you my address. It's then. just like anything. It's just putting fresh eyes on something. And if you know different techniques. Now, don't tell my fun. husband you're coming out yet. Oh, okay. Though, I because won't. he knows what that means. <laughs> uh, if I have if I have an idea, it means we're gonna, probably going to change something. And you know how people like change. That's good. My late husband, Dave, used to laugh when I would walk out the door of our house with uh, a pad of paper uh -oh. in my hand and a pen <laughs> and start walking around. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. Here <laughs> Should we I go. call Plant House now or wherever you get your plants and yeah. let them know yeah. she's coming? <laughs> well, I would love your opinion. And, you know, we may or may not do any of it, depending on what my husband feels is. Because, you know, it's kind of like a garage. The yard is his thing. <laughs> yeah. The kitchen is my thing. And so I would have to probably get all that pre-approved. But if I can save him some money in the water department, I bet there you. There you go. That's a trade-off. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the, the goal. During the drought Here's in 2011. Great. Give me my phone number. Yeah, put your number on there. I'll call you and we'll make an appointment. I'll okay. say this. I zero escaped my, one of my yards previously and uh, where we had pretty severe water restrictions. And it was it was a great decision, you know. And, and you know, really, really fell in love with uh, Mexican Thank Birds of Paradise. And lantana which just turns on when the heat comes on yes. it just becomes mm -hmm. fire basically mm -hmm. it's awesome to see mm -hmm. uh that's what I, lo I love seeing the mexican birds paradise that's one of mm -hmm. my favorite things to, to look at so well, and you, know, you don't have to do anything to them really just put some put them in the ground and water them a bit and boom there I they know go that ugra is really trying to get the word out to conserve water yes and i think that's kind of everyone's responsibility to try and do in some way and i think these gallons these 55 gallon uh, water catchment um, containers are a wonderful way to start. They're, you know, I think when I got mine, um, I think they had to do like thirty dollars or something. And I, I wanted to have someone do some artwork on it too, because then you I'd can probably do that. put more yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna put on it? Little little gnomes or something? Blue bonnets and hummingbirds. <laughs> and 
Oh, Texas flag, maybe? Texas Hummingbird? Flag. There okay. you go. Right. What you'll want to do, though, is be sure and put your base coat as like a Krylon for plastic. Got yeah, it. there so you go. Yeah, that's that's so true. it doesn't chip off. Okay, I'll remember that. But if, you, if you're interested, um, our demonstration garden, mm -hmm. we have uh, turf uh, grasses out there that you oh, can come yes. out and look at that do, okay. do well. Um, and we have, um, it's at the extension office. We've got 14 different plots. And most of the uh, plants, not now, will be. Yeah. <laughs> We're just getting out, you know, through the freezes. Right. Uh, will be planted um, with our native and adaptive plants. Okay. And this tells you, there's a map on our website and tells you where, wh what plant, what the plants are. And, okay. and then we have, on the next page is a, um, there's it's 13 pages of what the plants are okay. or have been mm -hmm. and what, uh, is the best time to come out and view it and what section it's in so if you if you f go to the website and find out what plants you like and then you can go get the map and then you okay. can go directly to it and they're all labeled okay with we common names so many newcomers to texas right now mm -hmm. that this is really yes. helpful they, they should learn a like like voting you should get educated <laughs> yeah. first before you just start buying plants um and a lot of the plant houses do help you out with that oh, yes too. I mean if you have a question they are happy to answer that question yes they're very good mm -hmm. the the biggest difference I think in being a, in going to a demonstration garden like this or some of the other projects in town is you can see what the mature plant looks like yeah. and what it looks like next to other plants That's you know what point. looks good together right. what's taller what's shorter right. um, I mean you can read that this is two feet and that's four feet but to actually see the plants together that's a great point. makes a big difference right. um, and to see the the impact of are you going to put in one or three or five or mm -hmm. you know a dozen mm -hmm. or whatever so without naming names do you have do, do landscapers in town try to do some of that um, promotion of what would be best here I mean we had someone do it and he was pretty helpful but do you find that most of them are as well as there are some very good landscapers here okay and um, Without mentioning names, of yeah, course. Yeah, I try not to promote one the, or the other. No, but I think the few. challenge is um, a lot of people that, uh, particularly that are new to this area, mm -hmm. and may not be so much into gardening or whatever. Right. They just say, <clears throat> make it look nice for X number of dollars. Thank you very much. Right. And um, you can kind of get in, have some issues then, because the mm -hmm. things might not really be. It might not really look like you want. Right. I think the better approach is to spend time visiting with them, looking at other people's yards, seeing what you like in other people's yards, and giving mm -hmm. them a list of mm -hmm. particular plants that you want right. um, and addresses that I, I would like my home to look like this or please do not make it look like that. Right. Because oh, if you don't, them. no, if you don't give them mm -hmm. guidance, right. then it's you kind of can't be unhappy with what they do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what you end up with. Right? Yes, what you mm -hmm. end up with. So right. they'll also you, make you recommendations to, on what to, to do to your soil to get things to yes, to grow. That's important. Absolutely. Here, we only have three or four inches of topsoil. If you look at my car right now, the whole back of it is full of compost. Bags of compost. Now, it drives really I mean, weird with it? the whole back end full of. <laughs> it's been in there about three days. Uh, tomorrow's oh. my day. But um, but you have to continue to amend your soil. Right. And okay. things like compost that have all the micronutrients in it is the best thing you can do for it. I know one of the vendors at uh, the original Kerbal Farmers Market um, had earthworms. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Really, and I have purchased some from her, uh, and I don't know. If they're going to be around, the castings or whatever are still there, but we'll we'll figure that out. Because I was thinking about my soil today. Fertilizer. You know, I like to think Mother Nature just helps it along, but do we need to give it a little boost on all of our plants, especially starting out in the spring? Do we need to kind of give it some vitamins? It's more important to have yeah. healthy soil than it is to, to fertilize. Okay. Now, there's nothing wrong with a little dose of fertilizer, especially on new plants. You know, they may need that. But it's like... It's like your body, if you keep yourself healthy, you're less likely to get disease. Right. You're going you're gonna to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to grow better. Right. Um, if you just go around taking medicine, 
you know, to try right. to get rid of something, you might get rid of it, but That's you're not going to be as healthy. It's it's the same oh, thing. Did you come up with that? That was a good one. That's the same so, thing. And I then tell another people thing. that all the time. <laughs> and then another That's thing that, that we tell people once they get their plants first planted is to um, put mulch on on the top of it, okay. good three yes. or four inches of what mulch. What kind of mulch do y'all recommend? I mean, there's so many varieties, yeah. very well, various You know, rock can be mul called a mulch, right. too. Yes. Right. We usually, do, I use hardwood. I do, too. Okay. It yeah. just, a lot of it depends on the look that you want. Right. Um, the color. But, yeah, and, you know, that's a preference, too. Okay. Um, when we built our house, we there were some cedars that had to go where the mm -hmm. house went mm -hmm. and they shredded that but they shredded in big long shreds you know and so I said well yeah I use it but don't use it like right here in the courtyard yeah, <laughs> yeah I use it farther yeah, back because it was not mm -hmm. as to me it was not as attractive right now somebody else might prefer that plus so. it, de it does decompose so you want to yes. keep um, it, it decomposes right. and adds <coughs> more uh, nutrients microorganisms into back into the soil mm -hmm. so you'll want to get something um, I think they even have a rubber mulch. Well, that's it's, no. I would say that has no, <laughs> no nutrients in rubber Not mulch. At all. Well, or we rock. ended up going to rock because the, all the various types of mulch we had used would would either disintegrate into the ground or that's be carried thing. away. I know it is a good that's thing. That's good. <laughs> but then you have no mulch. It's like well, you, you replace it. I know you replace it. Well, we we have rocks now. We don't have to replace. Okay. So that's what we ended up with, and it does the same thing as far as keeping the moisture in. But it it isn't a soft look. It's, no. you know, it's right. kind of a hard... And it cools the soil, too, because those little mm -hmm. roots under there, you know, they the top gets hot, but they like the roots like to stay, stay nice, little nice cool. and cool. Right. So. Okay, so what else can we talk about? Do you, do you like or prefer or do you try growing vegetables, fruits, or anything like that? Or is it mostly, you know, plants, ornamental-type growing? I love to grow veggies. I was not into veggies until I got involved with Glory Community Garden. Mm -hmm. I was the flower gardener, and my husband was the veggie gardener. And so through um, Master Gardeners, I got involved with uh, the Glory Garden Project. Okay. And I thought, well, I'd best be learning about veggies because <laughs> that's what we're going to be and growing out here. Great plots over there. Are, yes. What do you call them? Not plots. Beds. 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 <laughs> Sorry. So I really <laughs> had to dive into that, you know, right. uh, to get my own experience. So I do both. And here, this, and if we have, if you build a, a garden, um, vegetable garden, it's, they've, some vegetables only need four or five inches of, of soil to grow in, and it's easier to build up because, you know, we don't have soil here. Go down. Uh -huh. right. We have like three or four inches of topsoil and then rock. And that's it, mm -hmm. yeah. In Florida, it's even less. I think you could go down an inch and, and hit coral rock, so <laughs> it was really building up. It was yeah. really the way to go. We at Doyle have talked about, I don't think we have a designated bed, but maybe we could appeal to some of the other uh, bed uh, users that if, when they have produce, we could use the glory on the Doyle kitchen for a cool. cooking demonstration. So we have, yeah, we have talked about that. In fact, um, there was a, there's a course that Angela Fiddler has that I had given to Lois, I believe, Lois Shaw, some time ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think I recognize Right I after the that. kitchen was mm -hmm. finished, and that that would be a really good nutrition We want to do that. Thing. So I don't know if it's going to happen this summer, but um, maybe that would in the be, fall, either way. That would be fun. So we'll, we'll work on that. Can I just plug our sure. master gardening? Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. What does it take to be a master gardener? Well, everybody can be a master gardener, but to be a Texas master gardener, you have to go through special training. Okay. And we have just finishing up our class. We have it once a year here, and we're just finishing up eight weeks. Every Tuesday or Thursday, they come for six hours, and then they go through. This is our Texas handbook. Okay. It's official. It's beautiful, actually. And <laughs> it is. And look, it's at not your ordinary binder. No, great pictures. No, no. Look at all the pretty pictures in here. Good. And um, each week you take a chapter and then you um, do a home study guide. Wow. And then you go over that chapter every, um, the next day. Okay. And so with the answers. And um, then you have to pass an open book test at I was the end. That. <laughs> an open book. Test. Open book. That's, yes, that's, that's the key. Yeah, you usually get um, 60 hours of classroom training, okay. and, and it's not 
all of it, you just don't sit there and go over the chapters in the book. We have different specialists that come in and do, uh, you know, additional trainings. Uh, we have a landscaper that just finished up. He's, come, he's the retired hort horticultural uh, extension agent down in uh, Bear County. He comes okay. up and he does a whole class of, of just landscape mm -hmm. plants. And How wonderful. So. And then um, once you've passed the test and you've pa we do ask you to pass the background check, that's a requirement. And then, um, uh, then you give us 50 hours of volunteer service back before you can become a master. Give me an example of your, some of your, uh, uh, an opportunity to do t uh, service hours. Our, okay. Our, our, our projects? Mm -hmm. Okay, to get to, um, uh, once you're a master gardener, you need 25 hours, but to become a master gardener, you need 50 hours. 25, uh, 25 hours of that, 24 hours of that is on our research desk. Okay. And so where people are calling in, mm -hmm. we, you know, that's how you get your knowledge okay. of how to research yeah. a, a question. A and then we have um, uh, projects. Like the Glory, Glory Garden. Garden. Mm -hmm. We have projects in Kerr County, Gillespie County, Bandera County, and okay. some of the other smaller counties as, as they come up. Okay. Um, we have, um, what else do we have? Oh, our demonstration this garden is a big project where mm -hmm. you can get a lot of your volunteer hours. That so way. your yards must look fantastic. <laughs> well, our yards well sometimes get <laughs> neglected <laughs> because, <laughs> like, yeah. we all complain this time of year because our time is being spent in the greenhouses and all this kind yes. of stuff instead of in our is a own. Big project. That's why the mulch is the compost has been in my car for three <laughs> days, four days. Now, how, if, will that explode or anything when it gets real hot <laughs> today? I'll let you know. <laughs> Before it explodes, let me know so I can get some pictures of it so we can put okay. it on the website. Thank well, you. Jackie, thank you very much. Anything else you want to say? I know. Let's just plug your sale one more time. Okay. Where, when, and all of that good stuff. Go ahead, Pam. The sale is going to be Saturday, April 9th. The doors open at 9 o'clock. There will be people most likely lined up in the parking lot prior to 9 o'clock. Yep. So that might be a, a good time to come. And I think we will try to pass out some locator maps, too, in the parking lot. Oh, good. Um, it's supposed to go until 1 o'clock, but it may not. Depends on when it sells out. It, and I haven't seen it go to 1 o'clock since no, I've been No. If you would no. like to bring your own wagon, you can. We'll have some okay. there for your use. But if you'd like to bring your own, you're welcome to do it. Okay. It's tax-free that day, cash or check only. We, okay. we are not equipped to take credit cards. There is an ATM in the event center. Okay. So if they want to do that. Go get their cash. That's fine. Uh -huh. Okay, that's exciting. You know, the old back, back story that I heard, I met a Dr. David Gibby mm -hmm. um, at a conference a number of years ago, and he went to work for an extension office in the state of Washington, I think it was. And the extension agent was, you know, most of the day they were out helping people. But the, they were getting phone calls. And those little pink slips, while you were out, slips, they'd come mm -hmm. in and there'd be mm -hmm. all these on the desk. And his boss, and he, they would make a few calls, and then it was time to go home. And they'd throw them in the trash can. And he was like, why? He was just out of college. He was a new student. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't have time to deal with this. So Gibby says talks his boss into getting some vol you know, volunteers to help to do this. And his boss was not very excited about it, but he let him go ahead. And that was the start of the Volunteer Master no Gardener kidding. Program. Mm -hmm. Wow, nice. Every state yeah. has a, a Master Gardener yeah. Program. Is there like 250, did I There's read? 250 uh, uh, associations here in Texas. Okay. So can you imagine the number of Texas Master Gardeners? Well, you know, I tell you, y'all do a good service because if it wasn't for you guys, we'd all have the wrong plants in the wrong time, <laughs> in the wrong place. And they'd and, all be dead. And our, yeah, and our, that's a waste of money and time. And, and visit um, our website for more information. Yeah, websites are so critical. And I would like to thank Pint, Pint and Plow for the cooperative collaboration we have here. If you notice these lovely water glasses, Tell us they're about really that. beer glasses. <laughs> But there's water in them. There's water in them this morning. Oh, that's not water. That's <laughs> vodka. Oh, well, the, the container said water oh, okay. when I got them out. All right. Jeremy was kind enough to come to eat to us at uh, us Glory Garden and offer to do a fundraiser okay. and a special seasonal brew of beer. It's called Apple Glory Brown Ale. And if you haven't tried it, you should before it runs out. Uh, he used apples from Love Orchards. Mm -hmm. Love Creek Orchards and designed this beautiful 
souvenir goblet. He is just such a nice Isn't that neat? Yeah. Neat yeah, thing. It's really neat. And he and put wine in that, too. Yes, of course. <laughs> a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> and uh, part of the proceeds from the sale of these goblets will go to Glory Community Garden. Thank All you, right. Jeremy. All right, everybody. Thank you for that. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Kamaria Woods and BCFS will be here. Also, Kevin Pillow from Wild Birds Unlimited oh, will be on scene. He's dragging Isaac with him. We're going to talk about the birds of Kerrville, okay. and uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow. So have a great rest of your day. Bye, Delane, everyone. See you next week for the I, boat show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a good weekend.